Okay. Exciting week in wrestling. Wow. Okay. What's wrong, Chris? You look so down. I'm going to be bald. Oh, you mean about what I said after SmackDown? Oh, you don't have to worry about that. Yes, it may, it's in our genes and everything, but I mean, and it's hereditary, you know, and, and all that, but I mean, it can skip a generation. So that's a good thing? It can. It can skip you and just go right on to your little brother. Oh, okay, cool. I'm feeling better. <laughs> good. You ready to do the show now? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm good now. Beth, ring the bell. Ring the bell! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Cross Promo Wrestling Podcast. The podcast that covers everything in the world of professional wrestling. Now, making their way to the mics, your hosts, Kevin and Chris Newell. everybody welcome to the cross promo podcast show i'm kevin and is with me as always is my co-host chris i'm chris <laughs> okay so hey we've got a lot of ground to cover and plus we got our bonus show if you are going to stick around and listen we got our bonus show of the we're going to be going backlash? on ahead yeah we're going to be going over backlash that's going to be our next show up ahead so right now, we're going to go ahead and review everything that's been going on in the week of professional wrestling, and we're going to start things off in WWE. WWE. All right, to recap everything that's been going on in WWE, we're going to start off with Monday Night Raw. Chris, kick it off. For the May 1st edition of Monday Night Raw, coming to us live from Fort Worth, Texas at the Dickies Arena. The night started off with Triple H starting night two of the draft. Afterwards, Paul Heyman came out to state that Roman Reigns deserves the second, that new title, the World Heavyweight Champion. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Afterward, in response to that, Seth Rollins came out to now, to say that Ro- to say that Roman Reigns was running from him and avoiding him. He also said that he would be a more deserving and better champion than Roman Reigns. While uh, Seth Rollins was talking about this, he he got Paul Heyman received a call from the tribal chief Roman Reigns. Solo then came out to st- to announce the main event for that night. After that was done, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez teamed up against Damage Control, being represented by Bailey and Dakota Kai. Damage control won after eight minutes and five seconds because Bailey pins Liv Morgan. After that, there was another segment for the for the draft. This time being hosted and talked about by Booker T and Queen Charmel. Good to see those two back. Yeah, uh, I kind of half expected him to do one of those spinneroonie things. Yeah, no. No, he wasn't no. going to do that in that suit. Yeah, that's a good point. After that, Ricochet and Braun Strowman teamed up against Alpha Academy 
and uh, with Maxine Dupree at ringside. Ricochet and Braun Strowman run after 2 minutes and 30 seconds after Ricochet pinned Otis. Or Otis. It's kind of weird that he has two names. Well, that's how Maxine refers to him. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe she likes that pronunciation better. Well, she's trying to turn him into a model. Maybe I think she still is. Yeah. That match was followed by another draft segment, this time being hosted by Shawn Michaels and Adam Pearce. Oh. Riddle versus Jimmy Uso with Jay Uso at ringside. Matt Whittle, Riddle won after, well, a number of events. Jim, Jay got ejected from ringside after, if I remember right, Sammy tossed him a chair and made it look like Kevin got hit with the chair. Which was pretty smart on their part. It seemed like something the Usos would do almost. Uh, it was a play out of Eddie Guerrero's book, really. He kind of started that. Yeah. Uh, the match lasted 7 minutes and 42 seconds with Riddle, and ended with Riddle pinning Jimmy. That, that match was followed by another se- draft segment, this time with Eric Bischoff and Rob Van Dam. How funny to see Eric Bischoff come back. Wasn't he like the old GM for for Raw? Yeah, he was. That draft segment was followed by a Miz TV segment where the guest w- well, the guest was Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, yeah. Miz said that he wanted the, the new hev- world heavyweight title. Uh, Miz ended up attacking Nakamura. It was because Nakamura was commenting on his smaller genitalia. He has massive balls or, <laughs> or tiny balls. One of the two. It's it's a greatly, it, yeah. it's a heated debate. And the Miz got upset and attacked them. Uh, after, be, the match, not, it's not a match. It's, it was more of like a small fight. Uh, when Nakamura delivered a Kinshasa, Kinshasa. to the Miz. Omos with MVP at ringside pinned Anthony Alanis. In under 49 seconds. It was a quick or, match for him, I saw. Well, for us, the time was 49 seconds. But it, it was under a minute. It was a short match. Shortest of Raw. This episode of Raw. Right. That match, short match, was then followed by another draft segment, this time with Molly Holly and Road Dog. Hmm. Afterwards, there was a match with the Judgment Day being represented by... It was a mixed tag match. Okay. Uh, with the Judgment Day being represented by Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and Dominic Mysterio going teaming against Rey Mysterio, Zelina Vega, and Santos Escobar. Hmm. The Judgment Day won after interference by Balor, Finn Balor, and Damian and pinned Rey. Okay. The match lasted 9 minutes and 42 seconds. That was followed by another draft segment. This time with Teddy Long and JBL. The, then you had the main event match for Raw. That being Solo versus Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins won. Well, it, it was a disqualification, so. Okay. It la- The match lasted 10 minutes, 32 seconds. That brings us to the Monday Night Raw win-loss records for that night. We have Bailey at two twenty-eight and two wins, losses, and draws. Dakota Kai at 
four, twenty-two and four and two. Liv Morgan at seventeen, eighteen, no draws. Raquel Rodriguez at fourteen and ten. Braun Strowman at twenty-four and eleven. Ricochet at twenty-nine and nine. Matt Riddle at five and three. Jimmy Uso at seventeen and fourteen. Omos at nine and two. Anthony Alanis at zero and one. Damian Priest at fifteen and twelve. Dominic Mysterio at twenty and nine. Rhea Ripley at fourteen and one. Rey Mysterio at seven and ten. Santos Escobar seven seven and sixteen. Zelina Vega one and six. Seth Rollins thirteen and nineteen. Solo Sokoa twenty two and fourteen and one draw. Chad Gable is five and nineteen, and Otis is four and thirteen. And next we have Dad with NXT. All right, thank you, Chris. Okay, so the May second edition of NXT came to us from the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. We had in our first match Wesley with Tyler Bate at ringside against Drew Gulak with Charlie Dempsey in his corner. It was for the North American NXT North American title, and Wesley had re- has retained his title. It was won by pinning Drew in a match that lasted five minutes and twenty three seconds. Next was Trick Williams going out to the ring to speak. I get I believe on the behalf of uh, the champion the NXT champion and stating that they've been friends through high school and that, you know, he wants to face Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker comes out and quite the, some kind of personality flip since that last match. Well, since he, lost he his title. since he lost his title, uh, he, then says, you know what, we're not going to have a match tonight, but we can have the match at Battleground, and NXT Battleground. So, next week on NXT, it will be Braun Breaker versus Trick Williams. So, expecting a lot out of that match. Next, we had J.D. McDonough getting interviewed. Uh, non, Nam Dar interrupted. And says that he wants J.D. McDonough to in, injure Dragon Lee in in his match in you know J.D. McDonough's match with Dragon Lee. So J.D.'s like is explaining to him, "I'm gonna injure him just because I ain't gonna be injuring him for you," and walks off. Next match that came up was a battle that of two old tag team partners, uh, Gigi Dolan went up against JC Jane with Gigi Dolan's uh, younger brother in the, in the audience watching. Uh, the winner was JC Jane after Dolan got exposed to a turnbuckle, but JC Jane also got busted open. JC Jane got uh, pinned Gigi Dolan Match lasted for about 3 minutes, 20 seconds. 
The next match, we had Axiom versus Scripps, and it was a mask versus mask match, in a sense, I believe. The, win the match lasted about 4 minutes, 11 seconds. Axiom wins by pinning Scripps, and he then Axiom then rips Scripps' mask off to be revealed to be Reggie. Next matchup, we had Dragon Lee so versus... That's, so that's where Reggie's been. Yeah, he's and it, he's been in NXT this whole time. Well, I mean, since they null and voided the 24-7 uh, title, which he's been always after every now and then, you know, they he went to NXT. Uh, next match we had was Dragon Lee against J.D. McDonough in a 15-minute match, which was a real hard-fought match. But during the middle of the match, Nam Dar came out just to spectate. And he was standing at ringside spectating. J.D. McDonough won by pinfall by pinning Dragon Lee. But Dragon Lee was distracted by Nam Dar. Moments after the match, Nam Dar went to attack. Went after to attack. Um, or I mean, Dragon Lee, I'm sorry, rather. Uh, went out of the ring and attacked Nam Dar. He was a distraction. He, he was. He was in a distraction that cost him the match. So we may see a rivalry brew there. Next, we had Joe Gacy with the rest of sk uh, his faction, Schism, at ringside against Joe Coffey and his faction, Gallus. Now, the stipulation of this match was if Joe Coffey were to win, then no one of Schism is to challenge Mark Coffey and Wolfgang for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Well, are they going to be able to challenge for the, the title? Well, Schism pulled tricks out of their bag, and Joe Gacy won by pinfall due to a distraction by Ava. And... Therefore, Schism has a shot at the NXT Tag Team Championship. When we, it is not stated, but Schism pulled one over Gallus's eyes. And they got a title opportunity out of it. So We'll see what happens there. Uh, next up, we have the uh, in-ring debut of Danny Palmer versus Tatum Paxley. Danny Palmer won in a four-minute match, uh, winning by pinning Tatum Paxley. So congratulations to her on her in-ring debut in NXT. And for the main event, we had a battle for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. We had Katana Chase and Caden Carter up against Alba Fire in Isla Dawn. The match lasted for about a nine and a half minutes, uh, with the winners being Alba, the defending champions, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Isla pinning Caden Carter. That pretty much wraps up everything for NXT. Let me just go ahead and bring get you up to speed with the win-loss records for NXT here. Wes Lee, for the year, is undefeated, 14-0, with no draws. That's pretty good. Undefeated. Drew, yeah. So far, and he's the defending North American champion. Drew Gulak coming away uh, that night with a 
a four win, five loss record. JC Jane, three wins, six losses. Gigi Dolan, four and six. Axiom, 17 and four. Scripps, two and three. JD McDonough, three and three with two draws. Dragon Lee coming away three and three. Joe Gacy, five and six. Joe Coffey, two and three. Danny Palmer coming away with five and six. Now, do remember, I did say she made her in her television in-ring debut in NXT. Her she has debut. She, she has been doing some in-ring work on uh, NXT Level Up and also a few dark matches and live events for NXT. Hence her record being five and six. Tatum Paxley's record is at 2-12 and one draw. Alba Fire is nine wins, five losses, and one draw. Isla Dawn is ten wins, four losses, and one draw. And lastly, Katana Chance's record is three and seven, and Caden Carter's is five and seven. That wraps things up for NXT. So with everything going on with SmackDown, take it away, Chris. For the May 5th edition of SmackDown coming from the Coliseo de Puerto Rico in San Juan, Puerto Rico, they start off with Ray and LWO talking about how Bad Bunny and Zelina will have a win at Backlash. Oh, guaranteeing a win. Dom- Dominic R- Rhea Ripley and Finn come out. To interrupt, uh, you know how the Judgment Day does sometimes. Yep. They, D- Dominic and Rhea do not agree with those statements, however. And due to that disagreement, they announce that they would like to fight uh, Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega for the main event. After that, there was a match between the OC, uh, being represented by Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, facing the Viking Raiders, those being Eric and Ivar. Right. The OC won. After Anderson pinned Ivar. Then okay. Next, you had uh, Triple H giving more news about the the tor- tournament for the for the new t- title. Yes, so, I understand. They were saying um, that. Um, well, that's to come in the news. I'll, I'll go over that in a minute in the news. Go ahead. Uh, after that, you had. Bianca Bello talking about how she's ready and up to the challenge tomorrow at Backlash. Or she's up to the challenge at Backlash. I got what you meant. Don't worry. And then you had the Street Profits going against Imperium. Imperium being represented by Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser. The match lasted 2 minutes and 42 seconds and with the Street Profits winning after Ford pinned Giovanni. Then you had Cody Rhodes speaking more about how he's not—he doesn't have time to be afraid and to fear Brock Lesnar at Backlash. Okay. He's afraid, but he doesn't—he can't let. That you, you know, you, when it comes to facing Brock Lesnar, you don't have time to be afraid. You only have time to. You cannot let that fear get in the way. Exactly. After that, you had a match between Shinsuke Nakamura and Karrion Cross with Scarlett as ring at ringside. The match lasted 8 minutes and 42 seconds with Shinsuke winning after Shinsuke pinned Karrion Cross. 
then you had Owens, Zayn, and Riddle talking. Well, Riddle did most of the talking. As always. About how he wants to end, about how all of them want to end the bloodline. But Zayn kind of cut it short. Well, I wouldn't say cut it short. But he said that the time, he basically said Owens' thing. The time for talking is over. It's time to fight, basically. Yeah. In his own words. Yeah, he, he, see, oh, he's learning from Owens now. Yeah. Then after that, you had the main event where you had, as we talked about earlier, Rey Mysterio and Zelina Vega teaming in a mixed tag match against Dominic Mysterio and Rhea Ripley with Finn Balor at ringside. The match lasted 9 minutes and 35 seconds with Rey and Zelina winning. Hmm. How were they? How did they win? Ray countered a move from Dominic. The Dominic attempted the three amigos. Oh, oh, yeah, and he did a roll-up pin. Yeah. Do, uh, Finn did not like that, uh, so he ended up jumping Ray, to which then Damian Priest, another member of the Judgment Day, came out, and Bad Bunny with the LWO came to try and even those odds oh nice yeah because damian priest has got a match against bad bunny at a uh, backlash i think it was a street fight yes that brings our smackdown win loss records to carl anderson with 11 and 6 one draw and the same is also shared with luke gallows Eric with 5 and 15, Ivar with 5 and 14, Montez Ford with 13 and 11, Angelo Dawkins with 12 and 11, Giovanni Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser both with 4, 24 and 1 draw. Shinsuke Nakamura is undefeated so far. All right. Karrion Cross is 3 and 10, Rey Mysterio is 8 and 10, Zelina Vega is 2 and 6. With Dominic being ten and or twenty and ten, twenty wins and ten losses, Rhea Ripley is fourteen wins and two losses. And now we're gonna go ahead and switch gears, and we're gonna head into AEW. AEW. And to go ahead and give us the results of AEW Dynamite, go ahead, Chris. For the May 3rd edition of AW Dynamite, coming to us live from the CFG, ba uh, CFG Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. The first match of the night was Adam Cole, Bandito, Orange Cassidy, and Roderick Strong defeating the Jericho Appreciation Society, being represented by Angelo Parco, Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Jake, Jake Hager, and Matt Menard in a 14-minute, 19-second match. Now, I remember watching the end of that match. Adam Cole charged where J Jericho was. He was at the commentator's table. He was mad at Jericho. Oh, he charged him, and they went through the set, and the fight ensued all the way into the backstage where Britt Baker ended up punching Chris Jericho, too. I think that was after after Adam Cole was escorted off the premises by security. It, yeah. It, it, at least he was escorted out of the Out building. of the building. But still... You could see the rage in Adam Cole in the, after that match. You, you could. That match was followed by a match with Soraya with Ruby Soho and Tony Storm at ringside defeat. Well, yeah, at ringside defeating Willow Nightingale in a not, six minute and 39 minute match. 
the next match was the Tres de Mayo Trios Battle Royal for number one contendership of the House of Black's Trios Tag Titles. Billy Gunn and the Acclaimed defeated El Hijo del Vikingo and the Lucha Brothers and Kip Sapien and the Butcher and the Blade and QTV and the Dark Order and the Varsity Athletes in a 9 minute and 26 second battle royal winning the number one contendership spot. The next match is Wardlow with Arn Anderson at ringside defeating Logan LaRue in a 1 minute and 21 second match. That was followed by Ricky Starks defeating Juice Robinson in a 9 minute 41 second match. The the main event of the night was Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, and Darby Allin teaming against MJF and Sammy Guevara to to decide who was going against who at their next main event. Yes, I remember. Pay-per-view. It, it was um, if MJF and Sammy Guevara won, then it would only be MJF and Sammy Guevara at uh, Double or Nothing, I believe. It was the next is the next yeah. pay-per-view. Uh, then if Jungle Boy Jack Perry won and Darby Allin would win, then it would be a fatal four-way match for the AEW world title. Who won in that match? Jungle Boy and... Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Darby Allen. The match lasted 15 minutes and th- 53 seconds. How did they win? Pinfall. Darby pinned Sam- Sammy. Okay. There was a bit of infighting on both teams, which actually led to the 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 win for not being MJF. Okay. Well, he's got his hands full. And that brings us to the Dynamite. Records, the win-loss records, starting with Penta El Zero Miedo with 5-5, five and five, followed by Ray Fenix at 6-5, and five, Kip Sapien at 3-6, and six, The Blade at 3-12, and 12, The Butcher at 3-13, and 13, A- <laughs> I was about to say A.A. Ron, <laughs> Arid Solo at 1-3, Powerhouse Hobbs at 13-4, QT Marshall at two and three, Alex Reynolds at ten and five, Evil Uno at ten and three, John Silver ten and five, Ari Divari. I think he was on the one of the old SmackDown versus Raw games. Yeah, he was. Uh, he is four and twelve. Josh Woods at three and six. Tony Tony Ness. Tony Nice. Nice. Tony Nice at four and eleven. Wardlow is at six and one. Logan Larue is zero and one. Mm. He's uh, not off this, to a good start. Let's hope this isn't part of a, the start of a losing streak. Mm. Ricky Starks is at nine and three. Juice Robinson is at eight and two. Darby Allen is ten and two. Jack Perry, Jungle Boy, is nine and one. MJF is two and one. He hasn't had that many matches, no. probably. No. It just makes sense. Not for the year. No. Sammy Guevara is at 11-3. and three. And that's that's it for our win-loss records for Dynamite. And now Dad will give you the results for AEW Rampage. All right. Well, AEW Rampage was held same place as Dynamite at uh, the 
CFG Bank Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, the first match for Rampage was El Gio del Vaquino, Ray Phoenix, and Penta El Zero Mierdo with Alex Abrahentes at ringside. Uh, they're going up against QTV, and those members are represented by Aaron Solo, or as me and Chris like to call him, A.A. Ron Solo. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, QT Marshall, with Harley Cameron at ringside. The match lasted for about 12 minutes, 25 seconds. Winners came out, being El Hero del Vecchino and the Lucha Brothers. And the way they won was... Uh, Penta El Zero Mierdo pinned A.A. Ron Solo. That's going to be a bit of an ongoing joke now. That, that's going to be our running joke for Aaron Solo. A.A. Ron Solo now. Uh, next match, we had uh, TBS champion Jade Cargill with Leela Gray and Mark Sterling at ringside against Gia Scott, and she's making her and or AEW debut. Uh, sadly, though, that moment only lasted for about 38 seconds because that's how long the match was. It's a short match. Uh, Jade Cargill won by pinning Gia. Next match, we had uh, we had Mark Briscoe uh, of the legendary tag team, the Briscoe Brothers, up against the former member of the Dark Order. Preston Vance with Jose the Assistant at ringside. The match lasted for 11 minutes, 56 seconds. The winner came out to be Mark Briscoe and by pinning Preston. The main event for AEW Rampage, it was the firm deletion match at the Hardy Compound. This was all live at the Hardy Compound where Matt Hardy lives. You had the Hardys, made up of Jeff and Matt, of course. Hook and Isaiah Cassidy all teaming up to go against the firm, being represented by Big Bill, Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, and Stokely Hathaway. Now, this match went all over the property. You had outside of uh, the little area where Matt trains, and inside the uh, area where Matt trains, inside this little homemade gym with the wrestling ring. This was all over the place, and family members of Matt were there too. You had his father-in-law there. You had his wife, uh, his wife there, and also his son. His wife got into the match, and she twist of faded um lee moriarty i believe and it was quite hilarious because then his son his i believe is his oldest son gets up on the second rope and does a flipping senton onto uh lee moriarty and it was hilarious and then all of a sudden they get out of the ring uh the match lasted like i said uh, 13 minutes 38 seconds not the best uh hardy compound match but really entertaining uh the winner came out to be the hardys hook and isaiah by and the way they won was matt hardy pinning uh ethan page 
like I said, great match. That brings us to the Rampage uh, win-loss records. Now, some of these win-loss records we probably already stated earlier. Uh, Penta uh, El Zero Mierdo is 5-5. Five and five. Uh, Ray Phoenix, 6-5 and 0. And oh. Then you have uh, El Hero Del Vecino, 2-2. Two and two. Aaron A.A. Ron Solo. Uh, one and three. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs thirteen and four. QT Marshall two and three. Jade Cargill, she is undefeated twelve and zero. Gia Scott not starting off really well in AEW with one loss already on her record, no wins. Mark Briscoe undefeated so far this year six and zero. Preston Vance four and five. Jeff Hardy making his return this year, so he is 1-0 right now. Matt Hardy is 9-6. Hook is undefeated, 9-0. Isaiah Cassidy, 9 wins, 4 losses. Big Bill, 6 wins, 5 losses. Ethan Page, 7 wins, 8 losses. Lee Moriarty, 6 wins, 7 losses. And Stokely Hathaway, not off to a good start for him either. He's already 0-2. Let's hope that's not the beginning of a losing streak. It it probably is for him. I mean, the way things are going there. All right, and to close out the results, we're going to go ahead and have Chris give you the Impact Wrestling results. Impact. The, the night started with Brian Myers and Moose teaming against Fupinger Gunjer. And Yuya Yamura. The match lasted 6 minutes and 49 seconds, with the winners being Myers and Moose, because Moose pinned Gunja. That was followed by Sammy Callahan taking on Khan with Angels and Dina. That match lasted. It ended in a DQ disqualification after 5 minutes and 57 seconds. So I guess the technical winner would be Callahan. That, that was followed by Jody Threat and Al- Alicia Edwards. The match ended with Threat pinning Edwards after two minutes and fifty-six seconds. That was the second-to-last match of the night. Was Heath, PCO, and Rhino team against Champagne Singh, Shira, and Steve Macklin. The match ended when PCO pinned Singh. After 6 minutes and 58 seconds. The main event was Jonathan Gresham taking on Mike Bailey. It was it ended when Gresham forced a submission after 13 minutes and 24 seconds. And that brings us to the win-loss records for Impact Wrestling. Starting with Gunjer at 2 and 3. Zero ties. Omura... Omoromua at 5, 5, and 1 draw. Moose at 3 and 6. Myers at 4 and 6. Sammy Callahan undefeated with 3 wins. He's on a roll. <laughs> yeah. Khan with 3 wins and 5 losses. Alicia Edwards 1 and 2. Jody Threat undefeated with 4 wins. Wow. Steve Macklin is 7 and 2. 
Singh is 2 and 3, Shira is 2 and 4, PCO is 7 and 2, Rhino is 5 and 5, Heath is 5 and 5 as well, Jonathan Gresham is 6, 6 and 1 draw, and Mike Bailey is 5, 8 and 1 draw. And now we're going into wrestling news. It's now time for the Cross Promo Wrestling News. Alright, to start off with the news for the week in professional wrestling. Big news coming out of uh, the American Olympics. Olympic gold medal winner Tamira Minsa Stock is going to sign with WWE. Or has already signed with WWE. So we have um, another Olympic gold medalist. We'll have another Olympic gold medalist. The 30-year-old uh, became the first black woman to win a gold medal at the Tokyo Olympics uh, in just two years ago in freestyle wrestling. So we've got another, we've got a female Kurt Angle happening here. Okay. Uh, she's a Texas native and has already had reported to the WWE Performance Center this past Monday. Uh, she was in an interview and she said her goal is to make it uh, is to make it to the main roster in one year. That's a hefty, hefty goal there. Uh, she said, quote, I love watching the athletes just in the ring, just going what they do best. I think that was uh, doing what they do best. Uh, she continues to qu uh, con she continues on, on saying, quote, I just see their personalities just shine through the television and I see their strength. Just everything about them resembles me. And I just wanted to be a part of that. So best of luck to to uh, Tamira in all her endeavors in WWE. And we hope to see her soon on the main roster. Chris, you have something coming out of AEW's news, correct? Yes. After being with the company since its inception, Leva Bates has announced that her, her ADW contract has expired and she does not plan on resigning with oh, the company. Oh, Leva Bates, the librarian's not coming back. <laughs> no, that was her name. That was her that was her name. She was Leva Bates, the librarian. Huh. So she's cool. not she so she's not coming back. Yeah, I I didn't really know that either. Huh. Okay. Uh, she said, and I quote, As of today, my contract with AEW has expired. The last four, four years has been quite a ride. I learned so much and grown exponentially. <coughs> she continues saying, I've seen wrestling history take place as someone who was on the team since before the first show. I appreciate all the love the crew, all the, I appreciate and love all the crew, staff, and talent. I will cherish all our memories together. She, and con she concludes the statement by saying, quote, I hope you all, my friends, my, fa my, my friends, fans, and loved ones, stay with me through the next, this next chapter of my journey. I hope to make you all so all proud no matter where I go, end quote. All right. Well, that's sad news to hear. Leva Bates uh, no longer with uh, AEW. Well, we just got some breaking news here. What was the breaking news? news? 
Well, let me tell you what's going on in the breaking news. It's in regards to the uh, announcement that they had a couple weeks back about the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship. And Triple H was saying that the new champion was going to be crowned at Night of Champions. Well, they had just made a, an, uh, an announcement here recently of how that is going to go down. It's going to be a tournament, almost a tournament style match. What do you mean almost? Almost. In Monday Night Raw, you're going to have two triple threat matches. And they're going to consist of six men from Raw, six men from SmackDown. Now, the winners of both of those uh, triple threat matches will main event later that night. So this upcoming Raw, for example, you're going to have three on you're going to have a triple threat match the winner of that triple threat match will go to the main event of monday night raw that same night to face the winner of the other triple threat match earlier that night the winner of that match will go on to night of champions in the main event to determine the new world heavyweight champion same will be with smackdown well it was just recently announced and i mean today announced of who the participants of these triple threat matches are going to be get ready they are as follows seth rollins austin theory aj styles i thought seth uh, not seth rollins but uh theory already had a title can he go after both? He could probably go and have both. It's been done before. If if you remember correctly, during uh, uh, towards the end of the P, uh, the Attitude Era, you had Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H as a team. Triple H was Intercontinental Champion. The two-man power trip. The two-man power trip, exactly. You had uh, Stone Cold, who was the uh, champion, the WWE Champion. Triple H was the Intercontinental Champion, but they were both tag team champions. It is possible to do it. Uh, so, yes, Austin Theory is in contention for that title. You also have AJ Styles, Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor, Rey Mysterio, Edge, Damian Priest. There's... There's going to be something going on there within that, the Judgment Day. That might cause some problems in the Judgment Day. If but they you get... also got to remember, too, Rey Mysterio and Edge are best friends. That also might cause some problems with them. Yes. Uh, but, yes, there. But everyone's probably going to be more focusing on what's going on with the Judgment Day if Finn Balor and Damian Priest are in it. But they're probably looking at it as doubling their chances in getting the World Heavyweight Championship within their faction. Because you already have Rhea that, Ripley that's as if, the that's women's if champion. Ego doesn't play a role in that at all. Very true, because I can kind of see where their plan is going here. Whoever wins gets to be World Heavyweight Champion. You already have Rhea Ripley as women's champion. The two remaining go after the tag belts. And if they own all the gold, minus the Intercontinental Championship They belt, could dominate the entire brand. Exactly. Unless they sign on a fifth member. If they sign on a fifth member to take the Intercontinental title, but then they have to... See, this is a classic kind of four horsemen dream kind of thing. Because if we remember with the four horsemen, you had Ric Flair as the world champion. 
you had the Arn Anderson and Ole Anderson as tag team champions. Then you had Tully Blanchard as the U.S. champion. And they ran NWA. They ran National Wrestling Association or Alliance. I think it was Alliance. Either way, they, they ran their wrestling promotion. And they ran it well. So in a dream scenario, that's probably where Judgment Day is trying to go. Now, again, in order to get this four horsemen dream like you know control they need to add on to their faction a male member and two more female members or an additional female member because Rhea could probably have the tag belts too and have the whole faction carry all the belts but again that's a dream scenario don't know if it's going to really happen or not Back to the list. Uh, we left off with Damian Priest. The Miz. <laughs> awesome. Him and his tiny balls will be going <laughs> into the contention. Sheamus has thrown his hat into the ring, as well as Shinsuke Nakamura and, of course, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. These 12 men will be competing for that grand prize of the new WWE World Heavyweight Championship that will take place at Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia. So kind that excited to see who's uh, excited to see who's going to win this one. I am too, and uh, and again, whoever whoever you guys think could win this match, email us. Let us know. We want to hear back from you guys. So with that, we're going to go ahead and head on to our uh, week in history. This week in wrestling history all right so this is a segment we have to where we'll just go over everything that has happened within the week of uh history of professional wrestling it's a way of me kind of teaching chris here the history of professional wrestling because he is still fairly new to the world of professional wrestling so we'll go over a few of the historic things that have happened so this week in professional wrestling history uh, in 1987, AWA Super Clash 2 took place at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, California. Uh, the crowd there was about 2,800. Uh, they were there to see a championship uh, match between Kurt Henning and Nick Bockwinkle for the AWA championship. Uh, those That was one of the many great feuds of the 80s was Nick Bockwinkle and... Uh, Kurt Henning, as who everyone knows as Mr. Perfect. Those were really intense physical matches back then. So that that happened on that day. Uh, also, that same year in Dallas, Texas, the WCWA held the fourth Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions. It was held by Fritz Von Erich. Uh, the, of the the father and patriarch of the legendary Von Erich family and wrestling faction. It was there to, uh, it was held to have a memorial, memorial event for his sons, David and Mike, who had recently had passed away. And the following, and it was a, 
became an annual match in a way. The very first one happened uh, a couple of years back before then in memory of David. And that's where Kerry Von Erich faced Ric Flair for the NWA championship at Texas Stadium and won the title there. Uh, in 2002, on this and during this week in uh, wrestling history, the W, the World Wrestling Federation, changed its name to World Wrestling Entertainment. I remember hearing about that. That that was funny. It was due to a lawsuit in the uh, Wild Kingdom to the World Wildlife Fund uh, in regards of using. WWF as the as the initials for World Wrestling Federation. Uh, it was due to promotions and World Wildlife Fund said, you know what, we're tired of this. We're going to have to give you a lawsuit. And in return, WWE changed its name to WWE, as we all know it today, World Wrestling Entertainment. Which is kind of weird because I remember while we were watching Smack, I, I know it was one of the, the shows I get a little mixed up uh, not i no wait it it was smackdown i believe it was smackdown and bad bunny one. had the the wwf uh jacket right? the wwf wrestling jacket yeah or racing jacket they had like a racing team for uh like uh drag racing or something like that it wasn't for nascar um but yeah that, i wonder if that's gonna as a start wrestling fan back up. as a wrestling fan that started watching uh, wrestling when it was back when it was the World Wrestling Federation to see that it got its name changed to that it it kind of felt awkward it was like I've been calling it WWF I've been, I've been calling it W World Wrestling Federation most of my life and now here I am going to call it World Wrestling Entertainment or WWE and I mean it threw a lot of fans for a loop it was a, and it was also about around a year after WWE had bought out WCW. So it was during those two years, there was a big, huge transition in between there. Buying out WCW, changing their name, and also the birth of the Ruthless Aggression Era and seeing John Cena come into the fold, Randy Orton, Batista, Brock Lesnar. It was about around that time those guys started to join WWE. Well, that just wraps up about everything with uh, the history, the weekend history of professional wrestling. We go on to our main event. Time for the cross promo main event. So the main event tonight, we are going to be talking about the WWE draft that took place this past week or past two weeks rather. So they finished off recently. Yes, and in our last episode, we talked about it for, uh, briefly. Uh, we, we'll go ahead and recap night one that happened on SmackDown. Uh, here are the draft picks that SmackDown had selected. They got the following. Roman Reigns, Solo Sika, Paul Heyman, Bianca Belair, Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins, Edge, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles, Mean Chen or Mia Yim, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Bailey, Eos Guy, and Dakota Kai. 
that same night, Raw drafted Cody Rhodes, Becky Lynch, Gunther, Ludwig Kaiser, Giovanni Vinci, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, and NXT Women's Champion Indy Hartwell. Now, if you were to stick around and watch SmackDown Lowdown, their post-show, they announced more draft picks. They announced for SmackDown, Top Dollar, Ashanti The Adonis, B-Fab, and Lacey Evans. Whereas Raw picks, Eric and Ivar and Valhalla, Dexter Loomis, Candice LeRae, Mace and Monsoor, Maxine Dupree, Zoe Stark, J.D. McDonough, Apollo Crews, Natalia, Sonia Deville, and Chelsea Green. Also on night one, they announced free agents. Now, for those that are not unsure, that are quite unsure or new to the whole uh, draft experience for WWE, I think the free agents go back and forth, right? That's correct. They go back and forth to whichever brand they would like, Raw or SmackDown, because they're free agents. They're not assigned to any brand. They are as follows. Omos with MVP. Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, and from NXT, Von Wagner. There are quite a few NXT pulls from for this year's draft. Uh, so now... We're going going to go ahead and go into night two that took place on Raw on May the 1st. So strap in yourselves for this one. So SmackDown drafted Austin Theory, which means depending on the outcome of Backlash, whoever wins, if it is Austin Theory, he's taking the U.S. title with him to SmackDown. Because we already know Gunther is going to be bringing his Intercontinental title to Raw. Or I guess back to Raw. Back to Raw, yeah. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Surprisingly, and every this was the draft pick that surprised me. Jimmy and Jay Uso drafted to SmackDown. It surprised me too. A lot of people, including myself and Chris, thought they were going to get drafted to Raw. The way that we thought that because we saw how Roman Reigns and Solo and Paul got drafted to SmackDown, so we're automatically thinking, oh, does this mean the Usos are going to get drafted to Raw? No, that isn't the case this time. Uh, to c continue on with the draft list here for SmackDown, we have Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, Cruz del Toro, Joaquin Wilde, and Zelina Vega. The LWO will stay in SmackDown. So will Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge Holland, the bra Brawling Brutes, they will stay in SmackDown, as well as Karrion Cross and Scarlett. Now, as far as the Raw draft picks, Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. So that means Judgment Day is going to stay on Raw. Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez are going to be drafted from SmackDown to Raw. The New Day has been drafted to Raw. Xavier United, Woods... United or separate? To, uh, together. Uh, Xavier. So far, they have only they only named Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston. What about E? We don't know about E. I, I want E to come back and be back with the New Day because... 
they haven't really been the same without E. Something's just kind of been missing. That He's that one piece that's been missing. Uh, so to continue on, Trish Stratus, Hall, WWE Hall of Famer, Trish Stratus has been drafted. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, and Braun Strowman. Now, if you were watching Raw Talk immediately following Raw, you would hear the following news that there were more. SmackDown drafted Shotzi. Former NXT Tag Team Champions Pretty Deadly, Elton Prince and Kit Wilson drafted to SmackDown. And I'm actually happy they're finally on the main roster because here's my idea, vision, or dream. And if anybody from WWE is listening just for, you know, just for giggles, because I know we just barely started as a podcast. And just in case if you are listening... Put Prince Pretty himself, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, as a manager or come back out of retirement and join a faction with Elton Prince and Kit Wilson, a pretty deadly. Uh, that's a, that would be a dream thing. That would be it would be hilarious, but it would also be very, very fun to watch. Uh, continuing on, we've got Rick Boogs, and from NXT, we've got Cameron Grimes, as well as Grayson Waller and Tamina getting all drafted to SmackDown. I think they even announced a match with Cameron Grimes. Yes, and I, I'm going to take a step back here, and I'm going to correct something. Uh, the Shotzi, Elton Prince, Kit Wilson, Rick Boogs, and Cameron Grimes, those were announced during SmackDown. That's That was my fault there, sorry. Uh, as well as Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Otis, Chad Gable, Katana Chance, and Caden Carter being announced on SmackDown that they're going to be drafted to Raw. So yes, the former women's tag team champions of NXT, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, are going to SmackDown. So again, my apologies on that. It's a good thing I corrected that right then and there. Uh, but on Raw Talk, that's when it was announced Grayson Waller and Tamina would be joining SmackDown, whereas a long list here of who would be joining Raw on Raw Talk. Uh, Akira Tozawa, Angel Garza, Humberto, Dana Brooke, Emma, v the uh, faction that's made up of Veer, Sanga and Jinder Mahal from NXT, all three from NXT, Johnny Gargano, Nikki Cross, Odyssey Jones from NXT, Piper Niven, Riddick Moss, Tegan Knox, and Zia Lee. Also that night were announced the following other remaining free agents, Brock Lesnar, Baron Corbin, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, Elias and Zion Quinn. That is what is completed as the WWE draft of 2023. So the complete draft summary? Complete draft summary, yes, via cross promo podcast. Um, my thoughts on it great draft, a lot of surprises, especially pulls from NXT. 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with those belts. What's going to how those are going to move around on, say, SmackDown and Raw. Well, on NXT, Indy Hartwell had forfeited her title, her women's title, and was, as everyone dreamed and hoped, Dexter Loomis coming to carry her off into Raw. So I'm really from underneath the I'm, ring. I, from underneath the ring. I'm really hoping we see more of the. Dex, uh, Dexy, as they were called in NXT, the Dexy uh, story continues because it was the most entertaining thing in the world to watch when it was on NXT. Plus, you also have Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae, who was a part of that Dexy storyline on NXT. And now uh, they're all and they're all friends on what was it Raw? I think. It was. And they're all on Raw, yeah. And so I'm really hoping that story unfolds even more. I'm I'm really really hoping to see more of that. Because anything with Dexter is just great. Like like that Miz Dexter. His rivalry. feud with the Miz was hilarious, especially that it became a meme. Just coming out him of him coming out from under the yeah. Go ahead, Chris. Say, Just coming out of nowhere. I think he came out of a costume at some point. No, no, no. The ring, that, just... that was one thing. But the, my favorite one is uh, Miz in a cage match with Bobby Lashley trying to climb out of the cage and he stops midway and he outside looks down and dexter and dexter's just, just peeking out from under the ring just yeah. laying there I, I love it not eat not blinking once the I entire time <laughs> how I, he does that i don't know I, it, it either way it's i mean I, to me it's it's hilarious i enjoy it thoroughly um but my thoughts on the draft alone far i mean it's right up there to the very first original draft uh, that had occurred during the brand split back in 2002, 2003, I believe. Uh, that was when the first draw, uh, first draft happened and the brand split happened. So it's this year's draft right up there with it. Uh, like I said, a lot of surprises and a lot of draft picks, a lot of twists and turns. Some that I saw that, uh, some I saw coming, uh, like, um, you know Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins being drafted to SmackDown, as well as Bianca Belair. I honestly think that's because that's going to be a faction somewhere there. Uh, definitely having the Judgment Day stay on Raw. There's a lot of competition there on Raw. I've seen the amount of uh, I've seen the roster of Raw. Granted, it is a bit larger than SmackDown, but. Well, Raw is also a longer show than SmackDown, so... Exactly, exactly. I I was just about to say that. Thank you. Uh, what are your thoughts on the whole thing, on this whole draft experience? B it, with it being actually your first time to witness uh, a WWE draft. I enjoyed it. Um, I was not expecting the thing with the Usos. Happy that uh, Dexter's still on Raw. <laughs> yeah, me too. Good to see more of that. It'd be, it's fun. I, I think I think it was funny. I enjoyed that storyline with the Miz. Uh, little disappointed not to see the the New Day all back together, all three of them. Yeah. Uh, but still happy with where they're in, with where they ended up. You know. We get to see them more on Raw. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they got the the OC is back. So I'm, I think they're going to be doing more matches now. They so, should be now that they're on uh, SmackDown. I was kind of hoping they would stay on Raw to still feud with the Judgment Day, but I think that feud has run its course, I guess. 
kind of w- would want to know who would win uh, ultimately between those two. Yeah, but now you've got other factions that are possibly forming on Raw to go up against Judgment Day, and same on SmackDown. Uh, they what? all that I th- think with this that also means that Backlash should be the end of the LWO Judgment Day thing, with them being sort of forcefully separated. I, I think in the so. Draft. I th- I honestly think so. I think this will come, the whole entire thing will come to a head and, and this coming backlash, I'm looking forward to it. There's been a lot. I mean, with SmackDown, with with what happened on SmackDown and Bad Bunny coming out, I mean, he looked geared up and ready to go. (laughs) And if you saw our videos on TikTok and Instagram, uh, we're, we're dead excited for this. And we saw, you heard, saw our predictions um, so we're looking forward to every single event, the whole event itself, and we'll be getting you a full breakdown of that. And we go a little when it comes to pay per views, we go a little bit more in depth with it. Uh, we give you a little bit more stats uh, about the match. Uh, we'll just briefly go over it real quick. Um, tell them tell them what we go over with. That's a little more in depth than what we do on a weekly basis. We, if I remember right, we. I say remember right. We we haven't done backlash yet, as far as the the recording of it, but we're about to. We're gonna do that after this. Yes. So we keep track of the pins or submission and submission attempts. Uh, the tag, who you know how many times they tag. Uh, we also go more in depth with the storyline, what happened, how it changed with within the event because of the event. Uh, I think that was it pretty yeah, much. Yeah, we, we go a little more. When it comes to pay-per-view events, we give you a little bit more stats. Like Chris said, we go we count how many pin attempts, how many submission attempts, uh, how many tags. If it's a tag match, we go a little more in depth. If it's a ladder match, how many climb attempts was there? Cage matches, how many climb, escape attempts were there? We try to give you as much as possible when it comes to these pay-per-view events or as they say now premium live events now ple's so uh we're gonna try to get used to that adjustment now too is referring to them as ple's and as opposed to pay-per-views but i'm still gonna call them pay-per-views call them whatever you want but or special events or special events whatever but we'll, we try to provide a little more in-depth when it comes to the pay-per-view events. So next episode we come across, it's going to be all-out backlash. That's all we're going to be talking about. So that pretty much uh, wraps it up here for us here at Cross Promo Show. So let's go ahead and we're going to tap out for this episode. <laughs> We made it to the second episode and concluded it. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Stick around we and look for our next episode of Cross Promo Show, where we go over the results in depth of Backlash and maybe a few surprises. We don't know. We're excited about it. But as far as this show goes, if you want to catch us on any other po- on the podcast. You can listen to us anywhere. We're on Amazon, Apple, Stitcher, Google. Anywhere you can find your podcast, we're there. Also, 
Email the show. Questions, predictions, your thoughts on something, on anything professional wrestling. Email us at crosspromopod at gmail.com. As for the Cross Promo Show, I'm Kevin and I'm always joined with my host. I'm Chris. We'll catch That's you not guys. That's my name. I'm just Chris. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Stay tuned for our Backlash pay-per-view review. We gone. You ready to go to war, A.A. Ron? (laughs)